Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the 1966 Wanake, New Jersey UFO incident. That's correct, the 1966 Wanake, New Jersey UFO incident. Now, this was a series of sightings of UFOs over the Wanake Reservoir in New Jersey, and they started on January 12th of 1966 and continued for several months. Beginning in that January 12th, 1966, Patrolman Joe Sisko of the Wanake Police Department received a call about a strange light over the reservoir. He responded to the call and saw a bright light hovering above the water. The light then darted away at a high speed. Over the next few weeks, there were numerous more sightings of the UFOs. Some witnesses reported seeing a single light, while others reported seeing multiple lights. The lights were described as being different colors, including white, blue, and red. Some witnesses also reported seeing the UFOs performing unusual maneuvers, such as hovering, darting, and changing directions suddenly. On October 10, 1966, there was a mass UFO sighting. Hundreds of people reported seeing the lights over the reservoir. Some witnesses even reported seeing the UFOs land on the water. Now, the Wanakee UFO incident was investigated, or some would say covered up, by the Air Force's Project Blue Book, and they came up with the normal excuses for why people hadn't seen what they reported seeing. I find these cases uh, particularly interesting where these UFOs are spotted over these man-made reservoirs. Uh, We saw this with a recent case there in Maryland uh, back in the 90s. Something is going on here with these things and their need uh, for water or possibly there's some sort of uh, mineral deposit right there under that area. Who knows, but there's definitely a connection between these large bodies of water, uh, man-made enclosures actually, and these UFOs doing all kinds of weird things periodically. Now, we'll look at a couple stories here, but first I want to take a look at an actual newspaper article Uh, just a short article from back in 1966 when this happened, just to kind of get an idea of what people were seeing, feeling, and believing in 1966. Now, this newspaper article comes to us from NICAP.org. I'm going to put a link at the Buy Me a Coffee website. Uh, There's just been this really, uh, I think, excellent uh, academic study done about this UFO, and they've got a bunch of links there and PDF files. You can go back and look at Look at the evidence about these things. Neat stuff. Now, this one, the article says uh, the Wanakee Reservoir Incident. And they begin by saying, on the night of 11 January 1966, hundreds of residents of Wanakee, New Jersey, reported observing a strange, large white light with which maneuvered over the local reservoir. Some of the many were Mayor Harry T. Wolf, who was alerted by the police, and Councilman Arthur Barton and Warren Hagstrom. The object was seen from Oakland, Ringwood, Patterson, Totoa, Wayne, and Butler. It was reported to have been seen in Oakland first, then over the reservoir, then above Lakeland Regional High School, and over the Hooteville Sandpit in Haskell. It then appeared to move southeast toward Pines Lake 
and wane where it disappeared. The object was reported as gliding oddly and changing color from white to red to green and back to white. Some described it as a very brilliant white light, like a star, except that it didn't flicker, and others said it was oval. Civil Defense Director Bentley Spencer and Richard Vrooman were also alerted by Reservoir Patrolman George Dykeman and went out to view the object. Spencer went to the top of the 1,500-foot-long Raymond Dam with Reservoir employee Fred Stins, and from that vantage point, he reported later he observed a bolt of light was shot down as if attracted to the water. He said it appeared to be a beam of light emitted from a porthole. Hundreds of curious were turned back by reservoir police when they converged on the dam from both the north and the north to view, from both the north and the south to view the object. Later news clippings carried the explanation by the Air Force that observers had been watching an AF helicopter, but it was later learned that the helicopter was not in that area at the time. Also, suspect were Venus in the evening sky and Jupiter in the early morning. However, the appearance of these two planets does not coincide. It was also reported that Reservoir Policeman Charles Theodore spotted an object from the Reservoir Station at 2 a.m. on January 12th after he was notified by the Pompton Lake Police that they had been chasing the object. He said he watched the object until 4.30 a.m. along with other officers. He said it came over the pumping station, danced from side to side, blinked on and off, or at times ascended at such a fast rate that he couldn't track it for two and a half hours, after which it headed into the north and disappeared over the rim of the dam. Wanakee Reservoir is one of the vast network of reservoirs in northern New Jersey. The sighting of a UAO over a freshwater supply is only one of many documented by APRO in the, fa in the past five years. Now, going back to this source here, this uh, NICAP.org, they've got some uh, original uh, witness reports. Uh, they've even got copies of the handwritten reports, and then they've got them typed up here. 104 pages, if you want to look. I mean, they've got a bunch of PDF files. If you're really interested, go to the Buy Me a Coffee website, and I'll have the links there, and you can check this out yourself. Pretty cool stuff. Now, this first one says... Uh, it's dated uh, October 17th, 1966. No name or address of witness, it says. And then it has a New Jersey Wanake Reservoir. Since February 1966, I have been reading in newspapers, on TV news reports, also on local TV station WKER Pompton Lakes about UFO at Wanake Reservoir. Also, people and police officers in nearby towns seeing objects in sky heading toward the reservoir. On Monday, October 17, 1966, my lady friend, Mrs. Dorothy Davenport, and her 15-year-old son, Dennis, and myself took a ride up there. There were about 200 cars parked along the road around the reservoir. We finally found a place to park, and in about an, one hour, just before 9 p.m., a woman comes down the road and said, It's flying down Westbrook Road. The car parked ahead of me with the two young women in it, and my car went down Westbrook Road about a half a mile. Then, nearly above our heads, was the UFO. We turned off the motor and lights and got out of the car to see it. It was about as high as a 10-story building and shiny with very bright white lights all around it and a red and green flashing light in the bottom. It was huge. No noise. It seemed to stand still but a slight up-and-down movement, like breathing. 
The car ahead of us turned around and headed down the road to where we were parked in the first place. We saw the object for about three minutes, and then it went behind some large cedar trees that were along the road. Right after the UFO left, very slowly, a plane crossed the same path it had been in, but was heading in the opposite direction. The plane was very noisy and much smaller than the object we saw. Think about that thing. Ten stories tall. It's over 100 feet tall. This thing is massive. This is not uh, an airplane. It's not swamp gas. I mean, it's none of these silly, uh, insulting excuses that Project Blue Book or any of the debunkers would have put up. He says, we finally turned the car around and went back to where we had parked in the first place at the intersection of Stone Town Road and West Brook Roads. The two young women were parked there and said they had left because they were frightened. The reservoir guard also parked there and about 15 other cars. Some people that came from Stone Town Road had just seen the object there. That road is about a mile from where we saw it and figure it must have gone there after it left us, as that is the direction it took off. The next morning, I listened to the local radio station, WKER, for some news about the object, but heard nothing. So I called them on the phone and spoke to Ron Hickman, who was in charge of news. He said he had many calls about the sighting that night. I wondered why he didn't say anything on the news that morning about it. It seemed odd as there was a plane in the sky and the pilot would have to be blind not to have seen the UFO. He said he'd have to check it, but I never heard anything. Only in newspaper the next day. The police from Wanake asked people to stay away from the reservoir. They were causing traffic trouble as the roads are very narrow and dangerous and 60 parking tickets have been given out on the night of October 17, 1966. In another paper, it said, Stop going to Wanake Reservoir looking for flying saucers. They'll come to you. Just last night, there was an accident up there. A car went there, the guard, the guard said, and landed in the water. People are still going up to look, especially on a clear, starry night as it was when we were there. I never really believed in UFOs before, but what I saw was a solid object. If I was alone that night, I never would say anything about it. But there was five of us, and then later the people who saw it on Stony Lemon Road must have numbered at least 25 to 30 people. I really don't care if anyone believes me or not, but if someone tells me they've seen one, then I say I have. There is a TV mobile truck up there this way from what station I don't know, and it is watching for a sighting report to check on it. I have noticed there's no more reports in the radio about the objects, but people are still going there to look. They could be still seeing them, and the radio and newspaper are saying nothing. There was an article in Life, April 1st, 1966, about sightings at Wanakee Reservoir in March 1966 on Jim Jason's News in New York, and they showed the reservoir scene and mayor and local newsman and reservoir guard at reservoir looking on the scene of the sighting. They had a UFO over reservoir and a beam of light came out the bottom of it and froze the thick ice on the water. People who have reported the object coming out of the water, the Air Force was in Wanakee in March 1966 to question the people who had seen the object and the light melting the ice. Mayor of Wanakee and his council were having a town meeting when it was reported and they and Patterson area newspaper man Howard Ball went to the scene. A man in a nearby convent also saw it from his window. Since February 1966, 
I have been reading in newspapers, on TV, news reports, also on local radio station, WKER, Pompton Lakes, about UFOs at Wanake Reservoir. Also, people and police officers in nearby towns seeing objects in the sky heading toward their reservoir. And then we have a second report here they show, uh, typewritten. It says October 25th, 1966. Dr. Pagano, on Friday evening, October 21st, at about 11.10 p.m., I was on my way home from my job in Pompton Lakes. I live in the Mount Glen Lakes section of West Milford. There is a six-mile stretch of deserted road, Newark Watershed property, from Bloomingdale into West Milford. I was traveling along the only car on the road when I spotted a bright white light in the sky just to the right of the car. Its approximate altitude was that of a private plane. It was the size of an office or school clock. When I spotted it, I slowed down, and then it began making huge circles around the car. I kept on moving, and so did this light, but always in a circular motion around my car. About two miles from my home, it picked up speed and climbed to the altitude of a commercial airliner. As I turned into the street where I live, it too turned, circled around my house, and then proceeded to the lake. I went into the house to call my husband to the window to verify what I saw, but this time it, it by this time it had turned red and was hovering over the lake. At that time, we heard a jet plane approaching, and the light just vanished. I then called a friend who lives nearby and asked her if she saw anything of this, and she confirmed what my husband and I saw. A few months ago, she contacted you about numerous sightings in our area, which is only a few miles from the Wanakee Reservoir. Rather than notify our local police who tend to make a mockery of these sightings, I suggested contacting you and Mrs. Mercurio gave me your address. It says, I know of your work with NICAP and I hope this information will be of some use to you. Please contact me if there's anything else you wish to know. This was not my first sighting, nor my last, I hope. Sincerely, Carol Freemeyer. This is Roger D. Freemeyer. Fascinating stuff. Just another one of these cool sightings. They've got more on here. Uh, for sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and go to this article uh, that's that I found uh, talking about the uh, incident, kind of describing what happened. This next article comes from uh, CuriousPostOnline.com. The title is "Weird New Jersey UFOs Over Wanake in '66," and it says it was published February 6, 2016. So it's been a while ago, but I think it's a decent enough article. We've read the uh, eyewitness reports from a couple people that were there you know right after they saw all these things and now we can kind of step back a little bit and see you know what was going on there kind of from big picture it says 50 years ago this month january 11th 1966 started like any other midwinter day in the small suburban town of wanake new jersey the air was clear and cold and residents of the Passaic county borough went about their usual daily routines little did they know that before the day was over something would happen, something fantastic and unexplainable that would change the lives of many of the townsfolk forever. It all started in the early evening of that Tuesday night. It was about 6.30 p.m. and the winter sun was already long gone over the western horizon, past the great Wanakee Reservoir and behind the darkened Rampapo mountain range. Wanakee patrolman Joseph Sisko was in his cruiser when a call from Pompton Lake's dispatcher came over his police radio. It was a report of a glowing light, possibly a fire. Then, as if right out of a sci-fi movie, Cisco heard the words, People in Oakland, Ringwood, Patterson, Totawa, and Butler claim there's a flying saucer over the Wanake. 
Quote, I pulled into the sand pit, an open area to get my bearings, Cisco recalls. There was a light that looked bigger than any of the stars, about the size of a softball or volleyball. It was a pulsating white stationary light changing to red. It stayed in the air. There was no noise. I was trying to figure out what it was. Wanakee Mayor Harry T. Wolf, Councilman Warren Hagstrom, and author Barton and the mayor's 14-year-old son, Billy, were on their way to oversee the burning of the borough's Christmas trees when they heard the reports that something very white, very bright, and much bigger than a star was hovering over the Wanakee Reservoir. They decided to pull into a sandpit near the Raymond Dam at the headworks to meet Officer Sisko and get a better look at the thing. The mayor's son, Billy, spotted the object at once, flying low and gliding oddly over the vast frozen lake like a huge star. But it didn't flicker. Billy told reporters the next day it was just a continuous light that changed from white to red to green and back to white. The phenomenon was terribly strange, Mayor Wolf would later recall. He described the shape of the unidentified object as oval and estimated it to be between 2 and 9 feet in diameter. The next thing that that Officer Sisko remembers is his patrol car's radio going bananas as calls from all over a 20-mile radius flooded into the police headquarters. Sisko radioed Officer George Dykeman, who was on patrol nearby. Two teenagers came running up to his patrol car, frantically pointing at the sky and shouting, Look, look. At that moment, one of key civil defense director Bentley Spencer drove up with CD member Richard Vrooman. The police radios are all jammed up, Spencer said excitedly. Back at the sandpit, Joseph Sisko's radio crackled as another unbelievable message came across the airwaves. Something's burning a hole in the ice. Something with a bright light on it, going up and going down. Then another transmission fought its way through the den. Oh boy, something just landed in front of the dam. Spencer and reservoir employee Fred Steins raced to the top of the 1,500-foot-long Raymond Dam, where they described seeing a bolt of light shoot down, as if attracted to the water, like a beam emitted from a porthole. According to John Shuttle, a town councilman who witnessed the UFO, I saw a brilliant white object, two to three feet across, and its collar. No, not collar, shade. It kept changing. Wow. So this thing almost sounds like a USO to me, where it's coming into this water, or using the water for something. Maybe the water has some kind of special quality to it. I don't know. And this is January 12, 1966. One day after the initial sightings of the UFO, Patrolman Jack Wardlow reported seeing a bright white disc floating in the vicinity of his home in the Stonetown section of Wanakee, just west of the reservoir. It seemed like only a block away above Lily Mountain, maybe a thousand feet up, Wardlow said. Don't ask me what it was, but I do know it wasn't any helicopter, plane, or comet. It shot laterally right and left. It stopped. It moved up straight, and then it moved down and disappeared in the direction of Ringwood to the north. Wardlaw described the object as definitely disc-shaped, and at certain angles, egg-shaped. So see, we're getting a couple different descriptions of this thing. One of like this, almost like a giant cube, maybe, 100 foot tall, and this thing is being egg-shaped or uh, uh, flying saucer-shaped. Sergeant Davis Sisko said that he was on patrol at about 6.30 that evening when the UFO noiselessly hovered into view. It glided, then streaked faster than a jet, he told reporters, and when it rose, it went straight up. After the January 1966 sightings, radar was installed atop the reservoir dam, October 10, 1966. Whatever it was that visited the skies over Wanaka Reservoir in January reappeared for its most fantastic showing due, showing to date in October 
The first reported sighting of it came shortly after 9 p.m. on the evening of Monday the 10th when Robert J. Gordon of Pompton Lakes and his wife Betty saw what they described as a single saucer-shaped object about the size of an automobile glowing with a white brilliance. At first I thought it was a star, Betty Gordon recalled, but it seemed to be moving. It had a definite pattern. It would move to the left of the tower and then move back directly over the tower. I'm quite sure it was not a star or planet. Wanake Police Sergeant Ben Thompson was driving his patrol car south of the reservoir at the time. Thompson looked out of his car and to his astonishment saw the UFO heading right toward him. I saw the object coming at me, he said. There was an extremely bright light. It was a bright white light, bright like when a light bulb is about to blow. It was very low. It appeared to be about 75 feet over the mountain. At this point, other motorists along Westbrook Road also began to notice a strange light hovering in the sky and slowed their cars to get a better look at it. Thirteen years after the 1966 UFO sightings at the Wanake Reservoir, the nonprofit organization Vestigia, which was based in Byram, prepared a detailed study of the strange lights that were witnessed. Vestigia, an organization that seeks to provide plausible scientific explanations for unexplained phenomena, came to the conclusion that the glowing lights that were seen over Wanake by hundreds of people were the result of a seismic pressure from the nearby Ramapo Fault. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but that's about the most stupid thing I've heard all day. And we've just heard multiple people, reliable witnesses, tell us that they saw these giant flying saucer, giant egg-shaped thing, giant, looks like a 10-story tall building flying over this over this reservoir. And I don't need to have some experts come in and tell me that what these people all reported seeing was just a phenomenon created by some kind of an earthquake over this reservoir. That is absolutely stupid. Then it goes on, it says, Vestiga's theories, however, did little to dissuade eyewitnesses from their belief that what they had seen was indeed a UFO. Wanake officers Jack Wardlow and Chuck Theora rejected the Army's initial explanations of the mysterious lights as merely swamp gas or a helicopter and did likewise with Vestigia's contention. The Pentagon offered its own scenario. What hundreds of people had witnessed in the skies over the reservoir that January was nothing more than the planets Venus and Jupiter in a rare celestial alignment. Wow. So there you go. I mean, you have these fantastic witnesses. Hundreds of people see multiple UFOs from giant flying saucers to what looks like a 10-foot tall, or excuse me, a 10-story tall object in the sky hovering over the lake, uh, beaming lights down into the frozen water, melting the ice. These detailed, uh, fantastic eyewitness accounts by police officers, the mayor, city council, all the people that should be considered reliable witnesses. And then a parallel narrative starts. Well, one by Project Blue Book shortly after it happened. We can expect the lies to come from the government. And then this group called Vestigia, which I really haven't done any uh, kind of investigation into. But 13 years later, they tried to develop another parallel narrative. But the eyewitnesses are there and they're saying, no, that's not what happened. And luckily, somebody has uh, recorded these eyewitness accounts firsthand and posted them online. And like I said, the links are at Buy Me a Coffee. Go through and read these. There's all these different people have, have put pen to paper and said, this is what happened. This is what I saw. So let me ask you, uh, are we supposed to believe the authorities and the debunkers are are we supposed to believe the accounts of the people that were actually there in 1966 in New Jersey and saw these massive UFOs and these and these unbelievable uh, maneuvers they were doing in the sky? Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.